Ready, set, go! Welcome into Checkpoint XP Esports and Gaming Radio. A complete look at all things esports and gaming. A production of Beasley Esports XP. Sonic the Hedgehog has so far the largest opening day box office of any video game movie ever. But is it deserved? Welcome into Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Coming up today on Checkpoint XP, we're going to get the latest in the Overwatch League as well as the LCS. Plus, we ask a very important question. When do you bench a player in esports? Those conversations coming up this hour here on Checkpoint XP. But we start today talking about the Sonic movie. Sonic the Hedgehog has been uh, a much maligned movie since the first trailer came out. People have been speculating whether or not this would be a good movie or not. And it officially has the highest uh, opening day box office, especially even when compared to Detective Pikachu. And I'm sorry, I can't figure out why. 70 70 million domestic. And I think after uh, it opened in 40 international markets, it uh, brought in, I believe, cumulatively right now a hundred and one million dollars so as somebody i've not seen the film yet right so i I need to lucky you okay (laughs) well wasn't that obviously i know how nate feels now but for everybody else in the room what is your opinion of this because i have no i have no feelings about this look it's obviously a children's movie right we all get that we all go in understanding that okay so with that in mind honestly like when it comes to video game movies, so long as you get the character right and it's not like an outright travesty like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Spirits Within, then I'm going to give you a fair shake. And they did that. Sonic felt like the character that I, I expected to see. I don't know if I would see. call Spirits Within a kids movie though. Yeah, well, but it, I mean, as far as video game movies go, is, okay, okay fair, All right, fair. sorry, sorry. But yes, Sonic was the character I expected. There were a lot of you know really cool like Easter eggs and nods to the original game in if, there. If by the Sonic you expected, did you expect him to be unfunny the entire time? <laughs> Come on, there and was is that Was that based on the animated cartoon show or what? Because I was in a theater full of children. None of them laughed. No one laughed the entire time. I... I struggled to find the... I, I, I said I laughed at one joke, and I struggled to figure out which one it was. Then I did figure it out. It was the Blue Devil uh, drawing, which is the crazy guy in town draws Sonic. And it's, and He's it's, the only one who's seen him or, or believes he exists. It's, it's, it's like old school Sonic fan art. Oh, Yeah, from like the funny. early days of the internet. That was the only... That... And then there was a moment where they played, you know, like a part of the soundtrack on a mm-hmm. piano. That was okay. The rest of it was so bad. No, as somebody, it was no. cringeworthy bad. As somebody who went there with a child, I'm the only one with a child that I actually take hey, ownership hey, of. Hey, my girlfriend wakes up in the morning and eats chocolate chip cookies, so I feel like I'm with a child. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I took my kids. She had a good time. I had a good time. My girlfriend and my dad both had a good time. I don't know, like... I did not go in expecting it to be the next uh, Green Mile. No, right? like it's neither not did serious. I. Neither did I. And here's the thing: I didn't have very high expectations of Detective Pikachu, but I thoroughly enjoyed that film. On the other side of it, I want, this, on I, the other side of Sonic, I was like, I, I am no better for seeing this movie. This was a waste of my time and money and gas. I was furious. Oh, oh, all right, settle down there, old man. Especially Look, this is what I will yes. give to you in in that regards because. 
because Detective Pikachu definitely was written and played to the idea that a lot of people grew up and are adults now. So there was a little bit of both worlds in there. Sonic is straight up just a kid. So, movie. but I, but I asked. The Had question, I not seen it in theaters, I could have waited. Listen, to see but it I, but I asked the question of. It, knowing that it's a kids movie and knowing that Sonic games have been traditionally terrible for the past decade, like okay. how many how many kids do you think? And, and I'm being, I'm not trying to slam the movie. How many kids do you think are going to Sonic and legitimately connecting with Sonic as a character? This was actually the biggest surprise that I had for that reason. There hasn't been a great Sonic game in some time. Yeah, I wouldn't think that there would be a lot of uh, uh, young fans of Sonic because what games are they playing? Mm-hmm. But between both this movie and when I went to see the Sonic mascot at this, 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 this uh, uh, there was a, a, a the Golden Ring, yes, the Golden yes. Ring, Golden where, Ring. Where I'm from. Yes. There were a lot of kids there. Like there are a lot of kids who are genuinely into it. And I think that whether or not the kids in in Nate's theater were laughing or not, I think that most that go to see this are actually going to have a good time and will probably grow up with fond memories of this movie. And I'm, Nate, you be sir, you be smirched, my man Jim Carrey. He was not nearly as bad as you made him out to be. Oh, he was so he was chewing the scenery. The only he that's had, what Jim Carrey does. He has <laughs> one. He has one good scene, and that's at the very end of the film the rest of it was just I don't know it was weird it didn't make any sense even from a plot perspective it didn't make any sense none of the motivations of the characters made any sense especially the main guy who's helping out Sonic why would he help him at all There's that's never answered to a satisfactory degree so I have a lot of problems with the movie but at the same time though I'm someone who I watch stuff that's made for kids I watch Cartoon Network all the time I watch Nickelodeon I I actually really like animation that's like aimed at kids. Teen Titans Go is one of my favorite TV shows. Mm -hmm. But there was not a single joke in here that landed for me or any of the kids in my audience. And I just thought the whole movie from front to back fell flat. We got to change gears now and check out Checkpoint XP's Close Shave of the Week. Stay close to the heat. Close shave Turn on Checkpoint XP. This week's close shave comes from the Overwatch League. At the Philadelphia Fusion homestand, they took on the Washington Justice, and the first map on Nepal was a nail-biter. The Justice had the match in the bag as the Fusion trickled back in on the point, and Carpe switched over to Widowmaker, a choice that the casters even questioned. But... You cannot argue with these results. Coco alone on the point. Dangerously low. Will be melted down. Roar finds the kill. Carpe looking for a shot. Takes one. Finds Stratus. Puts him in the head. Now he's looking for the supports. Can't quite line it up. Can suck in midair. Over top of the pit. Carpe, can he do this? Bring it back from the brink. Jumps out. Pizzotto has already taken care of Amcon. Roar finds a pin. Funny ass so gone. He's got a sliver of HP. He is dead. And it worked. Carpe comes back with the Widowmaker, takes him in the skulls, and that one goes to the Fusion. Carpe put the Fusion on his back and won back the round. They'd go on to take the series in their hometown of Philadelphia. Check out the Checkpoint XP Close Shave of the Week at our website, CheckpointXP.com. 
Checkpoint XP, eSports and Gaming Radio. So there was another video game movie project that recently got released to Netflix. I'm talking about Dragon Quest Your Story. And to help talk about this movie, we're bringing in our uh, good friend, producer Chad Callahan. Chad, welcome into Checkpoint XP. So there's a lot to unpack here. This was an animated movie, an all-computer-generated animated movie that was done by Square Enix, set in the Dragon Quest universe. Was, now, 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 I'm not super familiar with the Dragon Quest games myself. This one wasn't specifically adapted from a game. Yes, was it, it was. It Dragon was. Quest Five, okay. in fact. Yes, directly adapted from the story of that game. And initially, I thought, okay, there's some pacing issues. We're yeah. moving through a lot of stuff really, really quickly. But this is a big game, so I kind of gave it a little bit of leeway when it came to that. But what really surprised me was the end. The first thing that struck me about the movie was that, hey, this makes me really want to play Dragon Quest. But the at the end, it subverts the normal story of the game, and you're actually told a small meta story about someone who's experiencing this game as a part of like a VR art installation. <laughs> and it actually, the end spoke to the power and love of video games. And I have to say, I loved this. Yeah, I, I went through quite a journey on it. Because like you, I'm watching, I'm like, this is fine. It's probably good that it went right to Netflix. When they yes. broke the f- sort of fourth wall or whatever that's when I started to be like I don't know but as they started talking about this idea of like these games change us and they stick with us I'm like oh Oh man, they got me. I got caught in the feels. Oh, I, I got did. caught in the feels. It hit yeah. me right in the feels. Chad, what did you think about this? Okay, so I, I have mixed emotions because I was excited to see the movie and because like I remember playing Dragon Quest and be like, I want to see the adaptation. Like which they kind of just really just took the game. It was almost it. a one for one. Yeah, which that's in my opinion, the pacing issue was really the struggle yeah. that sure. I had to get through. Because I I hate the fact that I literally looked away for like like a minute to like read an email. I look back and I'm like, where what happened? Yeah, like, I missed so much. Yes, because a minute went by, and now he's seventeen. <laughs> All of a sudden, he was ten. He was ten two seconds ago. What yeah. happened? Yeah. So, like the pacing issue made it made it real struggle. The ending, okay. <laughs> I, I get why they call it your story. Yes, I get it now. I was yes. really trying to figure that part out. But it, was, I mean, it was cheesy, but like sort of in the best way, though. Like it was cheesy in a way that sort of reinforces how I feel about video games. It, it, and I it love also that. explains the reasoning for all of these sort of big time jumps, or yes. or, or, or the or, weirdness or the that you feel. Yes. issues, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It it all came together in a weird way. Like like it's like time travel movies do, where they don't really make sense until you get like the final sort of twist at the ending. And then it all, and you, you realize the why it sort of exists the way. But that time it does. travel movies usually suck. I was about Robbie. to say that. I was about to say that. Not Most time not travel all. movies do terrible. I mean, I'm not gonna say the movie is bad not to see it, but like. I just was really excited as a person who's played. It seems Dragon like you're Quest. disappointed because it wasn't what you expected or rather, wanted it to be. I would have rather it been a whole new cast because Dragon Quest, like Final Fantasy, yeah. is like always new cast, episodic, new character, yeah. episodic. I would have it rather it been its own standalone thing instead of trying to feel feed off of like my nostalgia sure. of a specific one. Yeah, but based off what they said, that sounds like the point, though. I think that was the point, and I think that you know, like this. To me, it it sort of really excites me for what is going to come out of, 
you know, Square Enix in the future in terms of movies. Because before this, I was kind of lukewarm on their movies. This actually got me really excited. Thank you, Chad, for hanging out for that. But we want to hear from you. Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And let us know what you thought of the Sonic movie and of the Dragon Quest movie. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we've got to get the latest in Overwatch and League of Legends action. We'll talk about that. Plus, we ask the question, when do you bench an esports player? Those conversations still ahead here on Checkpoint XP. But uh, next, we're going to check in with Robbie over at the Checkpoint News Desk. Some sources familiar with the terms the deal between Overwatch League and YouTube may have a number for us. Esports news is next here on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com The latest in esports news and headlines is right here on Checkpoint XP. Welcome back. My name's Nate Bender. I want to thank everyone listening on 1080 The Fan, as well as KXTG 750 The Game in Portland, Oregon. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we're going to get the latest in Overwatch League, as well as League of Legends action. Plus, we ask a very important question. At what point do you bench an esports athlete? Those conversations still ahead here on on Checkpoint XP, but first... Oh my god! No secret that the esports and gaming scenes have both been heavily affected by the coronavirus. The Overwatch League canceled 27 matches in China due to safety concerns, but we finally got word on when these matches will be played. A suit has been acquired in Seoul, while all the affected matches will be played in week six and seven of the season. Is this as intelligent? I know we talked about this many times, and we said, hey, why don't you play dark matches? Yeah. Why don't you move everybody to Seoul? Seoul is pretty close. You'll be able to play everything there. So it's good to hear that this is something that they've already done. And uh, as soon as we hear that everybody's there safe and sound, I'm looking forward to these matches. My question is, is like, how exactly are these going to be broadcast? Because you're going to have normal games that are being played on that weekend. Anyway, are they going to have to start a second YouTube channel? So so week six, there's actually only uh, six games that are being played each day. But half of those will be in Guangzhou and will feature some of the teams that are affected. Week seven, though, has eight games being played total. That, again, includes some of the affected teams, so it is going to be a hard week of Overwatch. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of games, and for those of us that cover this kind of stuff, I mean, that's just going to be a crazy weekend. Some sources who are familiar with the terms of the deal made between the Overwatch League and YouTube are now valuing that pact at $160 million over three years. Wow. The breakdown seems to be a large amount towards Overwatch League, of course, a smaller but still notable amount for CDL, and Hearthstone Esports essentially tossed in <laughs> so maybe all those card game listeners can bag back, man. Nobody yeah. wants to watch that stuff. Seriously, we hear from them so much. Is it bad that I was expecting a higher number? Well, here's, here's no. The, here's I the was thing. expecting a higher number as well, at least well over two. Yes, I expected at least a hundred million more. 
Well, here's the thing I think you have to keep in mind is obviously over year to year, it is a little bit lower, but we're also playing half as many games Mm -hmm. throughout the season as what we were on Twitch last year. That's true. For just the second time in nine tournaments, Hungrybox claims his third Smash Summit title. The only other player to win more than two Summit events was Adam Armada Lindgren. Hungrybox is quickly approaching Armada's record, and during the Smash Summit 9, he became the first player in Summit history to go 5-0 and in pools. 15-0. Put some respect on that man's hey, name. Hey, Hungrybox is the man. Friend of the show, Hungrybox. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, this, what an incredible performance. I mean, this definitely puts him in the top echelon of Smash performers. I mean, he already is. I think, there are Absolutely. The, I think He's now sp- the argument is, is he the GOAT? Right. Is he the melee GOAT? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think he is. I think he is. Think Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Hungrybox, in his victory speech, he used this time to once again appeal to the powers that be at Nintendo to start to truly support the Smash community. I really do wish if anyone from Nintendo corporate is watching this right now, if anyone's seeing the amount of excitement these sets can get and everything that goes with it, just give Melee a chance. Even if it's just Ultimate, support the Ultimate scene, support the Smash scene in general. You have people day in and day out streaming, making content, competing, going to tournaments, and we do it all grassroots. We have this like beyond the summit because they raise money, and that's great. But Nintendo, I need to say I love you guys, but you are the only one not putting in resources into the scene. Mm. Look at Capcom mm. Cup. Look at that celebration. Look at every other game. Look at Fortnite. This is the step that you're missing. And if you did that, the culture and the appreciation that you guys would receive would be bar none unlike anything you've received. Yeah. So hope you're listening. It's probably a shot in the dark. But please, support Smash tournaments. And, and he's absolutely right. But the thing is, is that because everything is so grassroots with Smash, there's no incentive for Nintendo to do anything Correct. about it. So if I was the Smash community, as much as this would hurt, I would pick a tournament and I would boycott it. But I, listen... It just seems like it has become a decision in Nintendo proper that esports is not something that we're interested in. We're not interested in catering towards it. They had the opportunity with two different versions of Super Smash Brothers. They did not do it. They unequivocally said this is not going to be something that we're supporting. So uh, to me, they have made it remarkably clear they have no interest in being in the space. To me, I would say let the scene die as much as i love smash and as many people especially in this area love smash i'll say let it die if you're not going to get support from the from the developer then why are we trying to you know essentially tax the player base in order to enjoy this game that's just the way i feel about it streaming personality and twitch superstar pokimane has donated fifty thousand dollars to the university of uc irvine creating a scholarship that will provide two thousand five hundred dollars a year to one student who's been selected to be a part of their esports program this means that for the next 20 years, Pokemon's generosity will aid a UCI student pursuing a future in the esports space. Program director Mark Depe talked about what Pokemon's donation could mean for streamers in the future. I think the, an interesting piece is whether other streamers and uh, young, successful gaming celebrities choose to enter the world of philanthropy. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, there is a whole new area of wealth that's been created by uh, these young, phenomenal entertainers and i think i think pokimane will will make people think about uh, how they can utilize their their celebrity status their wealth their fame uh, to make the world a better place 
Absolutely. I think this is a great program, a great move from Pokimane. And exactly what Mark said, I hope that this inspires other successful streaming personalities or esports personalities to create an endowment of their own. Invest in the future. No, I totally agree. And if you want to hear that interview in its entirety, you can check it out on Checkpoint XP on campus. And you can go over to uh, where you get your podcast and the website as well, CheckpointXP.com. Yep. League superstar Faker has signed a new three-year deal with his longtime team, SK Telecom T1. As a part of the agreement, Faker will become part owner of T1 Entertainment and Sports. And according to ESPN, Faker will take up a leadership role within the company Cash. after he retires. Cash! He got the bag. Cash! He Secure got the bag. the yes. bag, he Faker. is all set. Congratulations the to goat. Faker. Wow. The GOAT! Yes. That's all for the Checkpoint XP Esports update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. Thanks, Robbie, for the update. The CSGO scene has been through some, do we call it growing pains? Yes. Two separate <laughs> leagues are in the midst of trying to uh, form, and they've been vying for which teams were are going to participate in each one of the leagues. You have Site B1 on one side and the ESL Pro League on the other side. The ESL have officially announced which teams would be participating in their season 11. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're going to have to go ahead and throw over to you on what this means here, Rick. But, I mean, you know, just some of the big names. Astralis, Complexity, Ents, Evil Geniuses, FaZe Clan, Fnatic, G2, Mouse Sports, Team Liquid, Vitality, 100 Thieves. And, and these are teams that won't be relegated. They are in this league going forward. So those are yes. the main franchise. That's right. And, 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 you know, there's a host of other ones. I mean, really the only notable name on here that I don't see is Cloud9. Yeah, and, and well, here's the number one thing. They signed 11 teams. 10 of those are the top 10 teams currently competing, period. Mm-hmm. So they just took the top 10 teams and they go, we own this now. This is ours. So what is, like, if you're a Counter-Strike Global Offensive fan, like, what incentive is there for you to watch anything except ESL? Uh... Uh, there isn't. That's yeah, the point. Like, there isn't. It's it's. Uh, there's still good Counter Strike being played. Sure, you know what I mean. At other, but it, it comes down to a, a like resource distribution, right? There's only so much screen time. There's only so much money that's being spent on these different games and these different like leagues itself. It, it's it's frustrating as a fan because you essentially just saw the formation of a league that now owns. They're the Comcast. They yeah. now own all of Counter Strike. Let, let me tell you what I see. I see the exact same issue with Site B that we saw with Overwatch contenders. Yes. There's no reason for anybody to really watch it, and so it's going to flounder. And a lot of these teams are not going to be able to either buy in to ESL or they're not going to be good enough to play into ESL. Absolutely. Whether they want to admit it or not, Site B has now instantly become a secondary league to ESL. ESL, if they've got 10 of the top 11 teams, then they're the ones to watch. And now Site B becomes... Uh, the minor league. Yes, essentially. And that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of a bummer because both of these organizations have been fighting tooth and nail yes. against one another to try to get the leg up on the other. It's just, it, man, I just hate seeing conglomerates kind of come together that essentially box out anything that they they now but direct at, the sport. No, They're the but ones the that are able time, to say what they want. The same if time, we want we our esports to... to reach the same level as traditional exactly. sports. You you don't get both of those worlds. It's yeah, one or the other. Exactly. I, I, and and honestly, the the 
reason that I think Counter-Strike Global Offensive has been so hard to follow is that you haven't had that dominant league that says, this is where all the talent is, right? Like, this other league may have one good team, but this is where the dominant talent is. If you took the team in last place in this league and put them up against the team in first place in this league, then the, you know, the that gap theory, is closer than you exactly, would think. Exactly, exactly. And to Robbie's earlier point, Cloud9 is officially just going to be relegated to an official B team minor league team for the rest oh, of forever. It'll be their only bad. one. It'll be their only one. Listen, yep. we want to hear from you. Are you excited for the upcoming season of Counter-Strike Global Offensive? Which side of the fence do you fall on? Do you fall on the site B side? Sorry to hear it. Or do you fall on the ESL Pro League side? Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we've got a question for you. When do you bench an esports player? Like what has to happen for you to bench somebody or put them back into development? But ahead next, we're going to get the all important Overwatch League and LCS update. Stick around. That's ahead next on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP, esports and gaming radio. This is Checkpoint XP, eSports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. We got to get to our Overwatch League and LCS update here in just a moment. But welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I want to thank everyone listening on the Talk of Las Vegas, 7.20 a.m., as well as KJR 950 in Seattle, Washington. Make sure you visit our website over at CheckpointXP.com, whether it's our podcast, our thoughts on the latest stories in gaming and esports, or some Checkpoint XP merch. It all lives over at the freshly redesigned brand spanking new website checkpointxp.com check it out let us know what you think of it Starting off with Overwatch League. This was a tough weekend if you are a fan of uh, the Houston Outlaws. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I'm looking at you, Robbie, when yeah. I say that. Yeah. This was this was a difficult weekend. They were live from Philly this mm-hmm. weekend. There was no second uh, game that was being Correct. played because, of course, this was supposed to be the first matchups in China yep, yep, that so were that, canceled uh, and moved to when? Uh, week 6 and 7. That's so right. It would have been, been Shanghai first uh, homestand as well. So it was a little bit of a truncated weekend, and you're right. Uh, just about everybody else that played this weekend, if you're a fan of uh, even the Florida Mayhem, the Washington Justice or the Fusion, you had a pretty good weekend. Unfortunately, the Outlaws did not. Uh, they went there. Their first match was up against the Florida Mayhem, who were bottom of the barrel last year, but yes. coming in this year, their GM Albert Ye, or, or sorry, Albert Yeah, that we have an interview with over at CheckpointXP.com said it's the best roster they've had in three years. Not hard to do, Albert. Uh, but he wasn't wrong. <laughs> he, he wasn't wrong. They do look a lot better. Between Saya Player on the Widowmaker and the Hits Gang characters and Yaki on the May, and I mean, he had near surgical control of the battlefield. They were able to 3-0 the Outlaws, uh, who looked honestly disjointed, too committed to a single comp strategy. They were not playing like a team. Now, do you think Florida looked as tight as they did because they were up against the Outlaws? That is a very good question, and I'm not I'm not 100% sure because they did go up against Philly on day two, and they did get swept 3-0. and the first two games were competitive. They were a little bit closer than what. Yeah, but you're talking. You're talking about yep, last year's no, champs I, and I on it. home turf. I, I I get it, and I think we need a few more 
weeks with them. Because even their off-tank McGravy, great off-tank, but... You're generous. But no, here's, you're being, here's the you're thing. Being super, no, you're no, being no, no. super even generous, man. Better, no, we're because still talking every... about a middle-of-the-road team no, dude. at best. No, dude. When you looked at the way that team played and you looked at their competition, it's not like they went up against the world-beater teams last I'm week. well aware. They didn't go up against NYXL or Vancouver or San Francisco. They went up against Washington, which was a bottom-five team last year. They went up against Florida. Not in that last stage. In that last Oh, stop. Put some respect on Washington. In that last stage, last or at the end of last season, mm-hmm. which is this team, they nearly had a perfect stage. So let's not act like Washington is no, bottom man. I'm not, I'm not gonna, right I'm not going to count just one stage. I'm counting your performance over the entire season. And if you look at it, Washington is not a team that should have been given uh, Houston the type of trouble that they had. Houston was hard-headed. They didn't change their comp. They had nothing for Corey. They had nothing for Stratus. And they got beat flat out. I'm not trying to argue that Houston didn't look good or not this weekend. Houston got washed because they didn't play. They didn't even try to play. Any, any, you want to, did, uh, I've heard some rumors that some of the members of the team were sick. Does that sound like excuses to you, or do you think that that actually had a With, big impact on the field? It, it, if it was, it's such a small part of it. There are still some issues that we saw that even if you were at the top of your game, you can't explain away. Why were you not trying to switch up when hydration was being outmade at every single corner? Why did you not try and switch up? Why did you not try to counter with something else? They were stuck the entire Entire time, tr- entire time trying to put a square peg into a round hole, and it wasn't working for him. All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, we got to switch gears and check out Nailed It and Failed It. You know who this is. From the high highs to the low lows. Turn it up. You nailed it and you failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. Our Nailed It this week goes to Cloud9 for their performance in the LCS. They're currently undefeated, sitting at an 8-0 and zero record. They've secured over 100 kills and only suffered about 30 deaths as a team. Their average match win time is sitting near 20 minutes, which is absolutely insane for a game that can go upwards of 45. Ben picks up another one on to Vulcan. Shizuke tries to make one last valiant effort, but it's nothing but a double kill for the enemy AD carry. Vinskaren will try to stand against Niski, but the damage is too much. The Nexus, the only thing left to target. And C9 win it one second shy of 30 minutes in. Stick around because next hour we're going to find out who failed it. And as always, you can find out who nailed it and failed it over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. We're actually going to stick with the LCS and joining us to help talk about the LCS. Oh, my God. He's bringing the tables. Why is he bringing the tables? I love impersonating JR in just that little moment that I get to do here on the show. Anyway, Joe Sloan joining us for the LCS update. Joe, Cloud9 is looking dominant, but the other side of that coin, what is happening to Team Liquid right now? You know what? I feel like we're getting to a point where it's becoming dishonest to talk about Team Liquid. At some point, we just have to admit, like, if we're talking about Team Liquid, it's because they're one of my favorite teams. They're not worth talking about right now. They are playing badly week in and week out at this point. Another one-in-one performance. Yeah, you beat CLG. who hasn't? Yeah, who hasn't? Uh, The five of us could probably beat CLG. (laughs) (laughs) 
with a couple weeks of practice, we could at least give them a run for oh, their money. No, it's a bad place to be. They dropped another game to Immortals over the weekend. They didn't look great once again. They're getting picked off. They're making bad moves. They don't look like they have good communication. So for weeks we heard, oh, this is all because Brox is not here. Brox is not here. We're not playing with yeah. a full squad. Brox is here now. And they don't look good. It no. doesn't. No, it doesn't seem to have changed anything. There is something that looks fundamentally sluggish about this squad, and that's a good word, sluggish. Uh, they they look like they're behind from the moment that they get to the rift. And I just want to pull up some stats here because we talk about Sven and how amazing he's been in this split. When you look at his numbers compared to Double Lift, it's not even close. Sven is averaging a forty eight point five KDA, and Double Lift is averaging two point nine. Now, could you maybe pick someone a little more middle of the road? I don't feel like it makes <laughs> no. sense. Because you could compare Zven against anyone in the it league, does, and double, it would look okay, just is as double bad. F, is Doublelift not supposed to be the LCS GOAT? He is. Is I'm he just, not supposed to be the most dominant bot laner that NA has ever produced? I right, think my if, point if is you're going to compare those stats, Doublelift is maybe the most fair comparison. Uh, my point is, though, you could compare Doublelift against someone off TSM, and it would look just as bad. Anyone looks bad next to Zven right now. But you that's go outside but, the but LCS, that's, pre- but that's precisely bad. my point. Every time team Liquid wins a split or they go to Worlds, everybody's talking about is this the time that Double Lift is going to show up? Is this the time that you know Team Liquid is finally going to make some noise at Worlds? And based off these numbers, based off he, how he's playing, and based off how that team is playing, they don't have any business even being in the LCS. I gotta They're tell you, lucky CLG is there. I gotta They're lucky. T- tell you <laughs> something, I think this is the worst LCS since 2015. Wow! I, I like sure Cloud Nine is eight no, but I got to tell you something. I watched that match between them and TSM. They are capitalizing on mistakes that aren't going to be made outside of this nope. region. They are not going to perform. When you well look at a team like G two, G two will stomp wash them all over this region. Yeah, any kind of inter- international competition, I think, is uh, going to go over like a lead balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, every every team so far, and you're right, Cloud Nine does look great, but man, Liquid needs to really get I, it together. I tell you what, if I was Liquid at this point, I might look at benching Double Lift. I think it's getting to be that point. Well, you know what? Stick around because we're going to actually talk about that in our next segment what do you need to bench an esports player like how bad does it need to get before you finally bench someone like double lift stick around that conversation is ahead next on checkpoint xp this is checkpoint xp check out the latest esports and gaming news and opinions at checkpointxp.com hey this is joe with the checkpoint xp save the date calendar letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks starting in the overwatch league week three we'll see the owl heading to washington dc the washington justice will be welcoming new york philadelphia boston houston paris toronto and london to the nation's capital turning our attention to the spring split of the league of legends lcs where cloud nine continues to dominate monday night league this week will play host to tsm versus evil geniuses and team liquid versus dignitas February will play host to DreamHack Anaheim, which will bring us back to the world of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. That tournament will be running from February 21st through the 23rd. That same weekend, we'll also play host to Frostbite 2020, welcoming Smash players from all over the country to beautiful Detroit, Michigan. The last weekend in February marks IEM Katowice. In addition to StarCraft II, the tournament also marks the first ESL major of 2020 for CSGO. And as we look towards March, all eyes are on ESL 1 Los Angeles, marking the first Dota ESL major of the year. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website over at CheckpointXP.com. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com
How bad does it have to get before you actually make the decision to bench an esports athlete? Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I want to thank everyone listening on 98.5, the Sports Hub of Boston, as well as the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. Checkpoint XP merch is officially available. We've got shirts, hats, hoodies, and mugs for Checkpoint XP and the newly revamped Other Identity. Plus, we've got some really cool Dungeons & Dragons-inspired merch. You've seen all of us wearing it. The Checkpoint XP jersey is also now available. Check it out over at CheckpointXP.com slash shop. You know, we were just talking about the miserable season that it seems like Double Lift is having. Ooh, uh, poor guy. You know, we also talked about the uh, Houston Outlaws and the rough week, the opening week that they had out in Philly. So it kind of leads us to a natural question. How bad do things have to get before you bench a player like Double Lift? Now, Double Lift is, is kind of unique here in this situation because he has been hailed as the top North American League of Legends player mm-hmm. for the better part of like three or four years. To, to put it in like a, a, a traditional sports sense. Yes. He may not be a Tom Brady. Right. But he's absolutely been a starter of an NFL team for quite a while. Uh, no, I would put him on that level. I would he's actually almost level. put him on a Tom Brady. He's on a, he's on yeah. a Brady level. So so this is akin to if Brady, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, they just didn't perform for the first half of the season. Now, athletes of that caliber, a lot of times, you just let them, you let them stay in until they figure it they, out. They play it out. They, they end up playing it out, and, and their greatness ends up coming out the other side even more unquestioned, right? Yeah. But... Do you do you have those same factors at play in an esports? Athlete? I think it's I think it's really different because we know certain sports are, are built around stats and that's how we judge performance. But I think with traditional sports, you sort of have that. You know, I just the way he plays is good. It's just not translating. Right. Where you'll have somebody that running the routes right, they're doing everything they're supposed to do, but they're not bringing the ball in. They're not is catching that, the is ball. Is that kind of like the equivalent of when a meta doesn't favor an yes. esports athlete? Okay. Then yes. I understand where it, you were going it with that. can, and I might have agreed with you more had it not been for Overwatch League this past weekend, where Carpe switched to, to the Widowmaker, and everyone was like, what? This is a terrible map for Widowmaker, and he came in, and he... he he just did what he had to through. do, and he had he, he he pulled him through. Yeah, but he greatness greatness shines through, and I think that's sort of Nate what you were talking about when certain players play through something, yeah. right? A rough patch or a rough period. I think when we're talking about double F, or we're talking about an esports athlete, and when do you bench them? You have to look at is like is this meta going to be changing anytime soon? What is their performance looking like? And what is our run-up for the next few weeks? I think if you look at that and you say, all right, we got to play some weaker teams, I may keep them in. But if we got to play Cloud9 again next week, I am not sure if that's a risk I'm willing to take. You definitely can't go in and just tell him, all right, you know what, today you just have to pick it up. I think there are other things you have to look at. Is there a different hero we can switch you to? Right? Is there a different tactic or strategy we can employ that can help give you the edge? Are you able, is there like a, uh, because like in baseball, right, you can get sent back down to the minor sure. leagues. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, go figure out your problems, figure it out, and come back. They have academy. But, but, I was going to say, it's, but, even, it's even worse than esports. If you ain't performing, they'll just drop that's you. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
here's the thing, though. In in traditional sports, when you put somebody on the bench, like there are benefits to that. The player becomes rested. If they have any injuries that they're playing with, those injuries get time to heal. You don't necessarily have those same physical factors at play in but esports. But you do have mental factors. You do have mental, and, and if, uh, yes. And if you have a player that hasn't been performing well and they hear shows like this lamenting about how bad they are, that does get into a player's head. So I think it's important for a coaching staff to say, you know what, we're going to give you a week off. We have a lower tier game this week. We think the backup guy can handle it. It seems like you need a day off. If I'm a coach, though, do is it easier to just chuck and shuck some of these guys? Like, I don't want to be insensitive when I say this, but like... I think it's harder to do in a game like League of Legends or even Overwatch because everything is so communication dependent. And the weeks that you'll lose getting somebody else up to speed are almost yes. not worth it. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's a big I, I think that's a really good point. But, I, you know, going back to the physicality part of it, I just don't like there are no physical factors that I think some uh, uh, outside a of carpal tunnel yeah, outside of carpal tunnel. But the, that a, a esports athlete riding the bench for a period of time is able to gain. Here, I, here's the difference, though. If I you're think not you're, playing, you're, you're losing out on meta. You're losing out on game sense. You're losing out on the way that the game is changing. You're, you're still I think that screaming. That's you're still you're, screaming. You're sti- that's the thing. You're still playing. Even if you take a break from the main stage, you're still streaming. You're still playing. You're still screaming. When you get a week off in football or baseball, you get a week off. You're sitting there. You're relaxing. You're probably taking hot baths, icy hot. Like You're actually getting time <laughs> off, man. All right. That's an interesting point. You're listening to Checkpoint XP Esports and Gaming Radio. You know, switching gears here, uh, there's something that I wanted to talk about because we got news over the weekend that one of the great American institutions is going away. <sighs> There is no longer unlimited Cheddar Bay oh biscuits at God. Red Lobster. Oh this is, uh, no, this is no, not a Robbie, drill. This is not oh a joke. This is not a drill. This is, this is real. This is real. You cannot Nate. poo-poo this. You right. can't poo-poo this. All right, look, fine. I'm not going to poo-poo it, but I'm going to throw this out there. This is the reason you have trouble getting up the stairs in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but so first of all, does that mean that I have to pay extra for the more biscuits, yeah, it's, or it's do like, I have a limit? It's capped at two per like diner. So Wait, two biscuits. Yo, two biscuits, I swear it. to God, I almost well, said okay, a cuss that word. Is pretty ridiculous. Two biscuits. Yeah. I almost said a forbidden word <laughs> on this show right now. Two biscuits is not. I enough. thought you were going to come back and be like two orders, two biscuits. That's yeah, it. two biscuits. That's it. It is. Uh, this is absurd. It, the, I, I am totally sure that this boycott will, Red Lobster. This will tank Red Lobster's business. No more. No one will go there ever again. But it got me thinking. Though, what are some things in gaming that you wish would make a comeback? Oh, right? easy turn-based games. Oh, turn-based yes! RPGs, absolutely, man. boom, easy, hands easy. down. I mean, every Persona time, showed us that it still yes. works. Every time I find one, and you know, I'm just like reminded, uh, Octopath Traveler, yes. of how much I love. A, a, a turn-based RPG and the tactics that you have to use well, inside of it. you are in luck because Riot Games is coming out with a new turn-based RPG, uh, The Ruined King. Absolutely. That is supposed to be a throwback to that same era. I am so excited, and because it's Riot Games, I hope to have found a new eSport with it. <laughs> turn-based eSport. That's right. Hey, Pokemon! 
Run is hey, an e-sport. Facts. I don't want to hear facts. it. Okay, right. I don't want to sure, hear any sure, of that slander. No, right. but like, what's what's some stuff in gaming that you wish would make of a comeback? Physical memory. I don't think that there was anything cooler than having memory cards that I'd be able Are to schlep you, around. What? You're, Shut what? up. What? Yes. Wait, you want to have Here's a memory why. card? Hey, you want you want to go back to the Mad Cat's memory cards oh, when we yes. have cloud storage now? Oh, yes. You're ridiculous. Oh, only, only reason why. Losing your card. I just, it's this. Accidentally deleting your one, you know, 300-hour Final Fantasy VII original save file with Toy Story. You want to go back to that? It's nostalgia <laughs> for me. That's I, Just like how you want all these Cheddar Bay biscuits to come back, I just want it, man. I don't know why. It's not healthy. I still want it no, in my you, life. You know what I want to come back? I want the whole game being on one disc when I buy it. That's what oh, I want. Oh, good luck. I want, I That's want the, done. I want the Those game. Days are over. I want the game when I buy it to be the game. I don't want to deal with DLC. I don't want to deal with none of that stuff. Give me the full game, and if you want to add on extra, that's fine, but I better have the whole game out the box, excuse me, off the cloud. You know you know what I miss? I genuinely miss the glory days of PlayStation Plus. When you used to get a Vita game, a PlayStation 3 game, and a PlayStation 4 game, yeah. I've got all of that oh, hardware. Yeah, wow, Nate misses free stuff. Yeah, me too, Nate. Yeah! What do you miss from video games, and are you going to miss those delicious Cheddar Bay biscuits? Connect with <laughs> us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, and Checkpoint under XP on Instagram, and when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Coming up in the next hour, Diablo and Overwatch have uh, some animated features coming in their future. Will they be headed to Netflix or Disney Plus? We'll find out. Uh, actually, we'll speculate about that coming up in the next hour of Checkpoint XP. But ahead next, we'll, we'll check in with Robbie over at the Checkpoint XP news desk. The Nintendo PlayStation prototype that never actually released has sold, and you'll never guess for how much. Stick around. Gaming news is next here on Checkpoint XP. Ready, set, go! Welcome into Checkpoint XP Esports and Gaming Radio. A complete look at all things esports and gaming. A production of Beasley Esports XP. Hey, welcome back to another hour of Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Coming up this hour on Checkpoint XP, could the PlayStation 5 be over $500? Say it ain't so, Sony. Say it ain't so. Plus, Diablo and Overwatch are slated to get animated shows. Yes. We're going to break all of that down coming up here on Checkpoint XP. But first, gaming news update. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you important news. Junk food has long been a staple in gamer culture, so we make it a point of trying to hit on all the weird stuff that sometimes pops up. Now, this next one, this might take the cake, or the burger, as it were. Burger King is currently testing a sandwich that is filled not with a burger, not a patty, but with nothing but french fries. I don't even think this is something that Joe would eat. If he's been summoned from the deep, here he comes! You rang? Oh, man. Wait, All right. what's on this burger? <laughs> All right, so you got two two buns, there's ketchup, there's mayo, and then there's a handful of fries. That's it. And So no meat? No. There's no burger? No, it's just, just potato shavings. <laughs> I think I think you might be right. I don't even think I want shavings. Come on. Am I wrong? 
That's what it is. <laughs> why not just eat French fries? You're you're acting like they peeled a potato and put no. the, the, the 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 what you discard onto a sandwich. No, this is this is the the, the vegans have gone too far now, <laughs> and I can't even eat the Impossible Burger. This now. is but this is a this is a thing in other countries uh, like yeah, New Zealand and England. Like it's a it's an actual like yeah. thing, and not only in other countries. If you were to ever go out to Pittsburgh, they actually have a tradition of putting French fries on the top of every single sandwich out there. So I think this but is that's just different. That's that's on top. Of, that's just meat. meat. It's a garnish at that <laughs> point. Garnish. Like that's fine. I'm fine with French fries as a garnish, not as the meal. Way back in the early days of video game history, before we had our PlayStations and our Xboxes, Sony worked with Nintendo to develop the Nintendo PlayStation. You heard that right? That's right. Yeah, a Nintendo PlayStation. Now only a prototype was developed and it has now sold for $420,000 to the head of Oculus VR, Palmer Lucky, who said he wants the prototype as part of a quest to digitize and preserve the history of physical video games and that he planned to preserve the machine in the most advanced video game storage facility ever <laughs> constructed. This, this guy is the head of Spectre. He's a James Bond villain. He actually uh, uh, founded a uh, military um, uh, uh, oh, I forget exactly what it is, but but uh, you know they make stuff for the military and it's yeah, called yeah. Anduril, which is the name of the reforged shards of, of uh, uh, Aragorn's oh, sword stop, in Lord stop, of the Rings. What? That's stop. real. You That's nerd. real. Nerd. Nerd. Uh, no, I think that it's this actually is actually named after the uh, reforged shards <laughs> of the sword. Shut up. No, I actually think that this is awesome. This is one of the sort of like great lost pieces of video yeah. game media. So, like, I I imagine you know, like, what's that big jail fortress that comes out the of the raft. sea? Yeah, the yeah, raft, the raft. In, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it's got to be on that kind of level. StarCraft is a legacy title that has helped to shape the world of esports as we know it today. Long ago, back in the early 2000s, Blizzard was developing a third-person shooter game set in the StarCraft universe. After a rocky development cycle, it was ultimately canceled in 2005. So who would have thought that 15 years later, a demo Dude, of this very stop. game would why is go- Why are we still talking about StarCraft Ghost? Because we can see what it looks like now. I, I, I got- don't care. It's 20 years old. I gotta be honest. Did you take a look at the, at the like some of the footage of this game? Um, I was not impressed. I, I mean, maybe I maybe I misremember what graphics back in like you know the Xbox and PS One era looked like, but I actually thought that it looked fine. No, Ugh. no, it doesn't. It looks bad. <laughs> Ever since Ninja was poached from Twitch by Mixer, we have entered an era that some are calling the Streamer Wars. <laughs> And they're about to get weird. The newest addition to the list of platform-exclusive streamers, courtesy of Facebook Gaming, is former MMA and WWE star. She also voiced Sonya Blade in the most recent Mortal Kombat. Ronda Rousey. Stop. Uh, I don't... Does this accomplish the goal of getting people... To watch your platform on Facebook, no, I, no. like I, I, whatever. I, I disagree with Ronda Rousey on a variety of different opinions, um, but I, I think that you know, major celebrities having an interest in the video game space is interesting. Mm-hmm. I do not want to watch a celebrity play video. You games. know who I'd watch? Shia LaBeouf. 
I'd watch Shia LaBeouf play Dark Souls. Okay, okay all right. You know what? We'll we'll, we'll say it's a case by, by the case end, basis. Listen, by the end of it, he may end up punching a cop. That's the only reason. <laughs> exactly. You never know what you're gonna get when you get Shia LaBeouf. Like that's fine. I accept that. I don't. I outside of Ronda Rousey losing a match and punching her switch in its screen, I don't think I want to watch it. Yeah. How many people here hate the airport? Sometimes waiting for hours on end, nodding off in cramped spaces with weirdos and complete strangers all around you with nothing to do? Well, those days are in the past if you're lucky enough to be flying through one of several locations with Nintendo pop-up lounges. (laughs) Set up with switches and several games such as Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and more. They'll help you pass the time between your... You know what this is? You know what this is? You know what this is? They saw that guy who had hijacked a a terminal screen... (laughs) Yeah. In one of the terminals and said, you know what? We might be actually able to fill that. Here, but here's the thing that I think is very interesting. We talked about the death of arcades over our lifetime. And you see arcades just making this weird resurgence in places like airports and barcades and stuff like that. Just make arcades again. Make arcades great again. Oh, God. CCP, the developers behind the spacefaring MMO EVE Online, have announced the online shooter set in the same universe as their flagship game has been canceled. After showing a gameplay experience in Vegas two years ago, they decided they couldn't deliver the game they wanted. During the same announcement, they revealed the developer would be replacing the project with another online shooter set in the universe of EVE, (laughs) but this one would be multiplayer and developed by a different studio. Oh, just stop Stop. it. Like You got lucky with EVE. It's spreadsheets in space. You're lucky anyone plays it anymore. Just develop for that. The coronavirus continues to affect the gaming and esports scene, but this time it's moved stateside. The annual PAX East convention that takes place in Boston is one of the biggest East Coast gaming conventions. Sony has announced that they will no longer be attending due to the safety concerns centered around the coronavirus. Okay, two things. One... Uh, I don't remember Sony having that big of a presence at PAX. They were, uh, they, they were, were going to have Days Gone? Or, or, no, or... The Last of Us 2 was going to be in its first playable oh, form this... out at PAX. Oh, ah, that is actually okay. that's, that's, big, that's, that's a big that's deal. That's, a big that's deal. disappointing. There is no word whether or not the, uh, you know, the demos and stuff that they were going to send out are going to make an appearance there. Mm. Sort of waiting on clarification on that, but it has been confirmed that they will not have a, uh, a presence out at PAX East. I think that's pretty disappointing it is it is that's all for the checkpoint xp gaming update for more head on over to our website checkpointxp.com thanks robbie for the update one of the biggest flops not just of 2019 but arguably of the decade was ea and bioware's mech suit looter shooter game anthem it released to little fanfare or in some cases even hate and it has since been quickly abandoned by players and even the developers uh, they they haven't even taken down the Christmas decorations. They're that's those how, people. That's how bad it is in Anthem. It turns out there are new plans on the horizon. That's right. Oh so God. there were some rumors that they were looking to develop Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next, whatever it is they decided to call it. And they have Anthem Next? Can Ugh. we not? That was one of the problems. That was one of the possible names. But uh, Casey Hudson, uh, lead producer for, uh, for the game, uh, came out and he said, uh, over the coming months, we'll be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience. So 
specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful So, rewards. a game. Yeah, no, I think they're actually going to build a game this so time. So, what should have been there the first time? Like, here's the thing, and, and I think that this is what consumers are starting to really be able to pinpoint, is that gaming companies are literally putting out half-finished products yep. that need another five years worth of development for you to pay a full $60 price tag for, and oh, by the way, we're also going to charge you for microtransactions. And, and, and here's the thing. It's is, egregious. And here's the thing, is that people always want to point to stuff like No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy fourteen in terms of, oh, look, a game can essentially relaunch and it can work. But in the case of fourteen, and I will defend this all the time, is the fact that you had a game that already was not good, but still had the goodwill of its player base for the most part. The franchise, I mean. Sure. Anthem has no goodwill. Well, it, What goodwill does Anthem or EA have and, to be able to relaunch this game? And all the games that you've pointed to, even No Man's Sky, even Elder Scrolls Online went through a relaunch. Mm-hmm. Those were all full games when they came out. Yep. They just had problems yes. that needed to be corrected. This was the shell of a game that was put out with nothing inside of it. Yeah. I, I think that this is really disappointing for anyone who is a hardcore Bioware fan. Robbie, Bioware's dead. I, listen, and what Bioware? Dead. I, I, I mean, it is Bioware in name only, much like, uh, you know, Infinity Ward Telltale. was Infinity Ward in name only. Oh, Telltale. Great. You just made me sad. Yeah, like, there are so many examples of this, and, and I think that if nothing else, if you're a gamer, walk away with this. Uh, know who makes the games on a on an individual basis. Create more Hideo Kojimas and less Biowares. All right, listen, we want to hear from you. Are you excited about the possibility that Anthem could be, be reworked into an actual game. Don't let them do this. Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air so that we know that you found us by listening to the radio. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, Diablo and Overwatch might be getting some animated features in yes. their future. And that <laughs> is super exciting. Plus, we're going to check in with our social media followers and find out what two games would you love to see in an epic crossover. Those conversations still ahead here on Checkpoint XP. But ahead next, the PS5 could possibly be over $500. Is that acceptable for a console in 2020? We're going to discuss that ahead next on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. After having a stranglehold on the console market, could there be an opening for Microsoft to get one up on Sony? Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I want to thank everyone listening out in Colorado on ESPN Denver 1600, 104.3 The Fan, as well as Extra Sports 1300 in Colorado Springs. Make sure you visit our website over at CheckpointXP.com. We've got a whole bunch of new shows there for you to check out, including 
including the revamped uh, The Other Identity, our show for comics and superheroes. But we've got a brand new show. It debuted two weeks ago, and it's called The Owl's Nest. It's hosted by Robbie. Robbie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so The Owl's Nest is uh, something I'm really excited to be bringing to you guys, especially because my co-host is former Houston Outlaws pro player Jake Lyon. He is now a caster for the Overwatch League, and each week we break down all the action that's happening in the league as well as preview what's coming up. Uh, Last week we actually talked about the new rookie rosters in the Los Angeles Valiant and the London Spitfire, what to expect out of them. And coming up on this week's show, we're actually going to be breaking down uh, whether or not Florida looks as good as they actually, you know, may be, and What's going on with the Houston Outlaws, man? Start your Overwatch weekend right by listening to the Owl's Nest, available every Friday over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. There's been some interesting rumors and leaks that happened late into the week last week. Sony... There are some dynamite rumors about them and the PlayStation 5, the big one. And this is this was what made me take it a little bit more serious because this didn't come out of the gaming journalism sphere. This came out of the tech journalism sphere, one that has way less leaks than we're used to out of the gaming side. And the rumor is that the PlayStation 5 could potentially be over $500. Yeah, I that's mean, a tough one. Here, here's here's the the conundrum. I think. I think first of all, Sony is struggling with the fact that if they release the PS5 at the price point of the PS4, that the retailer cut that they're going to take is is it's not going to make it worth it. Yeah. Um, for the tech that they're putting inside of the PS5, uh, it, it's really hard to justify a $400 or $399 price point. Absolutely. Like and dev kits are out. Dev kits are in the hands of developers. So developers know the hardware that they're developing for. And so it's Sony's kind of locked in here. Sony has to make boxes that are at least as powerful as the dev kits that they sent out to developers. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, everything that's being developed right now will not be able to run. So Sony's put in a, different, a difficult position of either making it with cheaper parts, which means that it's not going to run as well, or waiting a little bit of time for those parts to come down in price before they actually put out their system. Or the third option, which is just release it at a higher price point. Now, that's really dangerous, especially in the world of video games, because we've seen Sony do this before, and they lost the most ground that they've lost in the console market in recent memory. That may have been the most Microsoft has ever gained. Yeah, with the PS3 and 360. Exactly, yes. So what's worse for Sony, then? You put out the higher price point, you take huge huge losses, you know, people not upgrading to the PS5 and maybe even, you know, becoming Microsoft consumers or potentially releasing it as a loss and hoping to recoup down the road when you're selling See, more games. Here's here's how I, I feel about it as somebody who has Sony consoles. I'm going to be honest, I expect it to pay about 100 bucks more for the PS5, not just because of the tech that's inside of the box, but also adjusted for inflation. Things cost more because the yeah. dollar is worth less. So I kind of expected that this would cost more than my investment uh, on a PS4. However, I think 550 to 600 is is no man's land. Yeah. You get that high, 
dead in the water because it's, it's the same thing that happened with the PS3. It's at least a question mark. Yes. It's, it's not a foregone conclusion that Sony is running away with this console generation. And to me, I'm right with you. 550 to 600 bucks, that's really, really expensive. That's a big investment mm-hmm. for me to make uh, as opposed to 400 like it was I mean, for the PlayStation 4. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. I think that Sony has enough market share that they could probably put out a higher priced console and lose a section of the market and not even really have it impact their bottom line. Yeah, no, and I agree with that, especially considering if it comes with some of the features that have been rumored since uh, late backwards last year. Compatibility. We'll talk about backwards compatibility, partition downloads. If I feel like this is the last play, this is the last Sony game console that I have to buy before we move to totally cloud based. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, then you know what? I think that that kind of sells me on it. Like that to me is a big selling point. And to me, if you're gonna have that kind of high price point, you have to come in with consumer friendly functions like backwards compatibility. And to me, this is where they they have to. You know in- what? I didn't even I didn't even think about that concept. That if this is the last actual piece of hardware, that you have to make it backwards compatible. Yes. Because other than that, you have an entire glut of physical games that nobody will be able to play again. The waste implications of that alone are absurd. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we're going to get back to this conversation in just a moment. But now it's time for Nailed It and Failed It. You know this is. From the high highs to the low lows. Turn it on Checkpoint XP Radio. You know, sometimes life happens, but other times you have to find a way to make it happen. Life came hard at a professional Counter-Strike player Snacks after he overslept and missed a crucial match for his team Virtus Pro. How? After VP accidentally failed to register for the other final online qualifier, their player Snacks overslept and missed a 3 p.m. qualifier match, forcing his team to put in a stand-in in his place. Here's the reaction audio from the opposing team, an unranked team, compared to VP's 10th place after they uh, after they swept Virtus Pro on their way to qualifying and bouncing VP from the tournament. They're making fun of him in Bulgaria. Do you know someone who nailed it? What about failed it? Make a submission over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP, eSports and gaming radio. Continuing our conversation on what the next generation of consoles might look like. Is this, you know, we, we talked about Sony and the potential for the PlayStation 5 being over $500. Does this give Microsoft a toe in, a, a just the sliverest, the, the littlest edge in to the market now that Sony may have to raise the price of their console? Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think that this generation is going to be the death knell that we thought that it would be for Microsoft. Because first of all, if you're now outpricing some of your consumers, Microsoft's sort of plan of attack now is they have the high sort of you know tech version, and then they have a lower tech version, you know, for for those that are looking for a little bit more of a uh, uh, a bargain gaming experience. But where I think Microsoft also has the leg up is all of their baskets aren't in the console gaming. Mm-hmm. They're not just selling games on their boxes. You can get them on PC. You can get them on Game Pass now all over the place. Microsoft might actually be a little bit better let off me, going into this generation. Let me tell you why. 
not that's a bunch of poppycock okay is because game pass has been out for poppycock poppycock yeah. balderdash oh my god anyway the, the is game this pass the 1930s yes Game Pass has been out <laughs> for quite a while. It's becoming if, a lot more attractive. It is becoming though. a lot more attractive, and people do like it. However, in fact, you that, even subscribed to it recently, didn't you? <laughs> and I canceled it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, people were not either were not keeping Game Pass for very long after they got it for free or trial or whatever, or they were not leaving the PS4 to go over to yes. the Game Pass Fair. platform. That's the biggest thing that they're going to have to do because if you're talking about Sony and if backwards compatibility is available on the PS5, you've effectively nullified and voided Game Pass because that's why people were using Game Pass to play all games they didn't have the chance to go and play before. See, but here's the thing. I am solidly in Sony's corner, right? But I will admit that I can be priced out of buying a Sony console. That doesn't mean that I'm priced out of video games. That doesn't mean that I can't go and upgrade my computer for a couple of hundred bucks and get a better video card, right? So if I'm not priced out of video games, there's no FOMO. There's no fear of missing out between going between Sony and and Microsoft. But let me tell you why that logic is somewhat flawed is because the console market traditionally doesn't have the overlap with PC owners like it does for us in this room. People who own consoles traditionally are not people who own gaming PCs. You're, You're absolutely Right, but a big factor in that in that decision, at least previously up until now, has been the consolidation of media. I can get this one piece of hardware, and on it, I can watch Netflix, I can watch Hulu, and I can play video games. Mm-hmm. The video games aspect of that is only one part of the buying decision. Yes. So now your main buying decision is no longer on these ancillary features. Those are you just presuppose that they're a part of the box. Now the big deciding factors are the titles that are available and the performance of the box. Let's talk about the people who are doing most of the buying here and that's parents, right? Yes. When it comes time for, let's say, holidays and you're looking down the $600 PS5 or the $250 all-digital version of the Xbox One S, that's not even a decision. But I'm going to tell you the big factor and you're talking about parents buying stuff, the big thing, where are my friends? If your friends yes. are not oh, in the Xbox... Oh, no, my sister nope. will ruin an entire Christmas because she didn't get the iPod she wanted that her friends had. Exactly. It ain't nothing. But exactly, you have to talk about the ecosystem of where that particular kid is. If they're not on Xbox because nobody is during this gen, you're going to see a lot of kids move right on over to PS5. And especially when it comes to the parents discussion there are way more of us that are parents now that are also still utilizing the hardware and still playing the games that factors into the buying decision too you're no longer buying a $400 thing for your kid you're buying $600 thing for you and your kids listen we want to hear from you I know that we can get kind of you know insular and inside baseball but what do you think about the PlayStation 5 being over potentially $500 connect with us on social media that's check Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Still ahead on Checkpoint XP, we're going to check in with our social media followers and find out what your dream crossover game is. That conversation will wrap up today's Checkpoint XP. But ahead next, Diablo and Overwatch may be getting animated series sooner than you think. Stick around. That conversation is ahead next on Checkpoint XP. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. Checkpointxp.com.
Would you watch an Overwatch cartoon? Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I want to thank everyone listening on the Fanatic 97.5 in ESPN 610 in Philadelphia, as well as everyone listening on ESPN Pittsburgh 970. For all the latest in college esports, make sure you check out Checkpoint XP on campus. Our own Norris Howard hosts alongside Jacob Brothers and Daniel Egbuya from the University of Las Vegas. They bring you all the biggest stories in collegiate esports from the perspective of the students who live and breathe it. Norris, what do you got this week for us on Checkpoint XP on campus? Well, we're actually going to have a longer conversation with Mark Deppy of UCI about the Pokemane uh, scholarship, and we're actually going to talk about Collegiate Call of Duty. They've actually been doing a great job with that tournament. That's what's up. Check it out over at our website, CheckpointXP.com, and look for Checkpoint XP on campus wherever you get your podcasts. There are rumors that uh, Overwatch could receive a animated oh, series. Yes. It's happening. Yes. This has yes. been one of the most requested things. Wow, yes. that was quite a pitch you hit. Uh, this has been one of the most requested things from the Overwatch yes. fan base for a long time. And it goes back to the character introduction shorts mm-hmm. that have happened for almost all of the characters added since the first. Listen, bo- let yeah. me tell you. Let me break this down now. This is not a drill, all right? So according to Nick Van Dyke, he's the co-president of Activision Blizzard Studios. So and big he, boss. And that's right. And he did serve as producer on the Netflix original animated series Skylanders Academy. He has the connections. All right. Right? All right. So we know already that there's a Diablo animated sort of anime style thing that's in pre-production. That is happening. In that LinkedIn post talking about this, he also mentioned that he has developed and sold an animated series based on Blizzard's Overwatch franchise. Ooh. Sold. Boom. Woo! So let's go, baby. Okay, so this guy is involved with both Blizzard and with Netflix. We know that. The question is, do you think that they sold it to Netflix? I, think I hope so. so. I think so, too. And I do hope so, as well. Now, normally, if it was anything other than animated, I wouldn't be cool in the Netflix thing because it takes them three years per season and they ax it after the second one. But their anime and like animated stuff, they shovel those Top things out like candy. Uh, we started today's show talking about one of those recent animations, the Dragon Quest mm-hmm. Your Adventure animation, or Your Story, excuse me, uh, piece of animation that they had put on the service last week. There have been a bunch more of these. The, oh, Castlevania. the Castlevania was brilliant. And there's going to be more uh, the Witcher series. There's uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen Video series doing good on Netflix. They man. really are. So I, I, it, I have to wonder though, because it, you know, like the the animation style of these character shorts for Overwatch have been very close to like Pixar level yeah. animation. Yeah, is there a chance that you see them on Disney Plus? No, I think, listen, I think you go Netflix because Netflix has the lineage of video game content. But we know that the Overwatch League was doing business with Disney. They were on Disney XD. No, but I still I still think you go with Netflix you because... You get a bigger budget you get, probably from Disney. No, nah, that's debatable because I still think Disney will always put the vast majority of the money behind their proprietary stuff. See, I think with Netflix, I think with Netflix, you got more of a leeway because you're you already have that legacy of video game content and I think they'll be more willing to play ball with 
uh, Activision Blizzard as opposed to Disney, who we know can be draconian about the content they put on their platform. You know, that's very true. I, I do think, though, that there would be a really interesting opportunity to maybe not even get it on Disney Plus, but to get it as a regular cable television Disney show. XD? Exactly. That's what I was thinking as well. And and to me, you know, Overwatch is, is maybe one of the only games that could bridge that gap very successfully in the mainstream. See, I don't want it to go on Disney because I feel like... Like there's way too much sort of more darker, mature content that there's dare to explore. True, you know, that's especially fair. if you set it in the Omnic War, Omnic Crisis era. That's a full blown true blue war. Yeah, and it's not a pure animation style. So I think it, it's a little harder to translate it to Disney and Disney adjacent stuff. Which is why I say I think Netflix is the better move. Okay, that's uh, that's really interesting. I, regardless of where it ends up landing, I'm happy. I think everyone is excited for. more more Overwatch content, more uh, Overwatch animation to be out there in the world. I'm happy to hear those voice actors get more yes! work. Absolutely. Uh. Absolutely. What uh, Now, real quick, we got to switch gears here, but what's a story that you hope to see the Omnic War. told in the animation? The Omnic War? Okay. I'd like to honestly see more character development between uh, Genji and Zenyatta to see how Genji went from sort of his past and like how hated you know he was in his family and the relationship he had to his brother to finding the peace that he does now. I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about, to see the character elements expanded on inside of Overwatch. All right, you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. It's time to switch gears now and play a little game. This is the only game that we've gotten to play this week here on the show. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we had had actually played a round of catchphrase, and Norris ran away with the whole thing. So I want to try to redeem myself here today. You're on Weird Beard's team. Let's, Let's go. Let's play around a catchphrase. Here, oh, weird beard standing up. He's I'll not stand t- up. He's, right, he's I not, guess that uh, means you guys go first. All right, yeah. okay, fine. I'm standing too. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's do all it. Right, you ready? Yeah. Set. Go. Uh, Ku Klux Klan. There you go. Um, <laughs> if I'm trying to make you mad, I want to get you. I want to blank you. Oh, you're so. Uh, oh, it's angry? a new slang. It's a new slang for like a gun. I pull the trigger. There you go. Um. Oh, I. It's uh, Um. Uh, I want to go really, really fast. I hit the blank button. The go button. No, it's, <laughs> skip it. Uh, it's a, it's a pop. It's lemon and lime. Sprite. There you go. Um. Oh, uh, uh, another number. If I'm going and ordering at McDonald's, I get a a blank. Uh, uh half. Uh, like it's another meat name. Happy meal. Uh, no, like the adult version. Oh, uh, I, I don't I have no idea. <laughs> skip it. I take a picture with a camera. Uh, if I'm a weeaboo, I watch anime. Yes. All right. I'll How many okay. is that? Four. Four? No, four. That was pitiful. A paltry. Five. Four. That was five. That was five. Okay. <laughs> five. 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 Right, I'll five. give you five. We're still going right. to beat it. Robbie, yeah, let's five. get it. Hang on. Hang on. Before, uh, what were some of those that I missed in there? Uh, the only one you missed? Uh, there were two that oh, I missed. Turbo. Turbo. Okay. And, the go button. And combo. Ah, combo. Okay. Right, See, I was ready for gaming terms. Yeah, let's do it. That's a gaming term. You don't play fighting games. Go. Here we go. Metal Gear Solid is a what type game? Action. Uh, main element of Stealth. it. Stealth. All right. Um, avoid the blank warnings. Uh, when a new movie comes out, what do you not spoiler. want? Spoiler. See a big giant room. What's in there? Boss. Oh, that's easy. All right. Yep. Uh, man, this is really blurry. I should change the something in my settings. Sharpness. Oh, uh, what's another word for it? Picture. Uh, Gamma. Uh, 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 keep going. Skip. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, when you play something that's not finished, it's not going to come out yet, but here, we're going to give you this as a, like, test of it. Beta. Uh, try again. 
demo. PC at desks. There we go. Um, when something's wrong in a game and you're trying to fix it. Glitch. Uh, another word for it. Hot Insects. Fix. Bug. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, that was five. It was a tie! That was not a tie. We're going to go back and listen. You guys got four. I was It counting. was a tie. I'm convinced. What did I miss? I'm convinced uh, it was a resolution. tie. Oh, resolution. Resolution. Yep. Mm, yeah. Pretty good. All right, listen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us on social media. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter. Sit down now, And Checkpoint <laughs> underscore XP on Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. Coming up next on Checkpoint XP, you know, we sat down with our social media followers as we do every week and make sure you connect with us. Again, Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. This week, we ask you what two games you would love to see cross over with one another. A weird question and some weirder responses. Stick around. That conversation is up next right here at Checkpoint XP. Still the king. Hey, this is Joe with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Starting in the Overwatch League, Week 3 will see the OWL heading to Washington, D.C. The Washington Justice will be welcoming New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Houston, Paris, Toronto, and London to the nation's capital. Turning our attention to the spring split of the League of Legends LCS, where Cloud9 continues to dominate, Monday Night League this week will play host to TSM versus Evil Geniuses and Team Liquid versus Dignitas. February will play host to DreamHack Anaheim, which will bring us back to the world of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. That tournament will be running from February 21st through the 23rd. That same weekend will also play host to Frostbite 2020, welcoming Smash players from all over the country to beautiful Detroit, Michigan. The last weekend in February marks IEM Katowice. In addition to StarCraft II, the tournament also marks the first ESL major of 2020 for CSGO. And as we look towards March, all eyes are on ESL 1 Los Angeles, marking the first Dota ESL major of the year. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website over at CheckpointXP.com. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. It's Checkpoint XP's social media question. Welcome back. I want to thank everyone listening on ESPN Central Texas, KZRI and KTON in Waco, Texas, as well as ESPN 97.5 in Houston. Make sure you visit our website over at CheckpointXP.com, whether it's our podcast, our thoughts on the latest stories in gaming and esports, or some Checkpoint XP merch. It all lives on the brand new, freshly redesigned website. CheckpointXP.com Also, check out the latest in the Collegiate Star League rankings before the CSL Grand Finals by staying up to date with Checkpoint XP on campus. Hear the latest in Dota 2, League of Legends, and CSGO college rankings and find the teams that are going to be making an appearance at the event. Will Stony Brook University, who has been ranked first for the majority of the season, hold on to the top spot and take the hardware home? Want to see the highlights from the recent University of Michigan versus Western Michigan CSGO match, and will Rising Stars University of Toledo continue their meteoric rise on the league rankings to be able to dethrone the current champs, Harrisburg University of Science and Technology? Find it all out over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. You can also find us on social media, that's Checkpoint XP. 
on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram so that you can respond to our weekly social media question. This week, we ask what two games you would love to see crossover with one another. And this actually required a lot of thought. Quite a bit of thought. A lot of thought on my part because here's the thing, and I have to admit this. I hate crossovers. (laughs) I hate them. I think they're dumb. I've never liked them. Wait, 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 wait. What? Marvel versus Capcom, my guy? Okay. That one's okay. See, that one's okay. They can be great. They can be done. Usually, they're terrible. Most of the time, see, most of the time, it's a ga- like some game's notable character making a cameo in another game. Yeah, like you know, uh, Assassin's Creed had a thing in Final Fantasy 15. Dante Hated was in it. Shin Megami Tensei. Why? I don't <laughs> like that. So I I thought really really hard, and I here's the one crossover that I would like to see. Okay. I want to see DJ Hero and Rock Band cross over so that we can have the ultimate Linkin Park experience. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. Bring back... Could you pretend to try? Bring back the late 90s. I want to be able to recreate Limp Bizkit sets. You know what? I I didn't think that you'd be able to disappoint me, but here we are. Yeah. Anyway, I have keep two- rolling, rolling, Stop. rolling, rolling. <laughs> Stop it, please. Make it better, Norris. Make it better. Please. I can't. It can't be worse than that. That's but fair. Anyway, That's fair. I have two crossovers. Actually, one is a fighting game. Of obviously, um, I would love to see Street Fighter versus Guilty Gear, but I would like Arc System Works to do it because it'll be super anime and it'd be beautiful. It'd be the most gorgeous game ever made. That's fair. Uh, But I will also like to see Armored Core cross Zone of Enders. I would like to. I would like to be able to take robot fighting. I would like to. I would like to take the Zone of Enders sort of art style, the Yohi Yohi Shinkawa art style, but make my own one. Like it's Armored Core. Okay, right. You know what? I could see that. I could see that being really cool. Uh, but I, I feel like we have a ton of mech fighters. No, we already. don't. We do. No, we don't. We absolutely. No, we do, do not. Not good ones. Uh, well, that's, that's the key. Yeah, okay, not there. good ones. All right, I'll all give right, you that. All right, hold with me here because it's going to be a journey. All right, because first of all, it's got to be an RPG for me, right? Okay. But the two games that I chose have too many characters for your traditional RPG, so we have to go the Suikoden route. We have a hundred and eight some characters. Some are support characters or story characters. Some you actually have to use in battle. Right? Okay. And they have like the traditional turn based battle, but then they also have like these big sort of RTS style battles. All right, but I'm I want to take out. the Final Fantasy universe and oh, the God. Overwatch universe no. and combine them That's into stupid. whatever this game is. I, You know what, Robbie? It got worse. It did. It got worse. It, did. it got way His game worse. Is just the same game. You keep <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. Weird. Weird. <laughs> what two terrible indie games do you want to play together? Uh, Spelunky and Kentucky Route <laughs> Zero. No. <laughs> I want Mass Effect and XCOM. I think that a... That's actually really good. A turn-based Mass Effect that's all about, like, the tactical combat. I was a huge fan of Final Fantasy Tactics. I think that there's enough in the Mass Effect universe to really be able to have some fun with it, and, and slowing that game down I don't think takes 
anything away from, from it. From the universe. Yeah, yeah, like the universe still is lives and breeds, and maybe it's just enough that you're not just blasting through aliens at that point. You're able to kind of, you know, have some That's actually really it. good. I'm impressed. That That's actually yeah. really good. That I'm, one's all right. I am impressed. Shut up, Robbie. It's right. better than yours. All right. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Uh, let's check out some of the uh, responses that we had coming in over social media. Our good friend Fred says Apex Legends. Really, and, Fred? <laughs> and, really? Hold on. I didn't, I didn't see this next one coming, though. And Overwatch, which he normally hates on quite a bit. He says Pathfinder and Bastion could be a buddy comedy. That's true. Hanzo and Crypto could argue over who's got more angst. That's so true. many combos mesh like Revenant and Reaper, Watson and Torb. Come it's, on. It's, it's like one of them's a ripoff of the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me to the punch. Sorry. All right. Terry over on Facebook says, I want the deep world building open RPG style of Elder Scrolls, but in the Star Wars universe. Why? Mm. <laughs> Why? Nobody likes it when you get like when you get more Star Wars. No Star Wars fan actually likes it. They just want to yeah. complain on the internet some more. Nah, because I play Old Republic and I'm. I'm just saying, like, if you would respond positively to one piece of media that's put out with the Star Wars name on it, then maybe they'd consider making more. All right, Chris over on Facebook says the Fallout universe, but with the gunplay of the Destiny games. No. Fallout Three Negative. is in my top of all time. No, but let's be real, the gun mechanics leave a lot to be desired. But that's precisely why it's fun. Well, yeah, no, no, no it's, it's a first-person shooter for people who can't shoot. Here's the thing. Okay, he's a hundred percent right, specifically about Fallout Three. New Vegas got a little bit better because you could aim down, aim down the iron sights. That's my point. Is that I don't want the the Destiny Destiny mechanic. No. The four did it just fine. All right. Well, uh, Andre from over on Facebook says uh, I'd say Surge from Chrono Cross and Dart or Rose from Legend of Dragoon would it's be a bad. perfect match. It's not bad. All right. Uh, All right. I'd say it was good, but I for, said it was not bad. For what? As matches on Tinder? Yeah, what are yeah, you talking like, about? We, look, here's the thing. We got some interesting like answers. Like some people are mashing game modes up. Other people are like, Mash you know, I, I just want to like see the characters interact with each other. Uh, Jack over on Facebook just says Earthworm Jim in Castlevania. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? I'd be okay. Actually, with uh, uh, Earthworm Jimvania. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. No, like, honestly, like, I'm if you, in. I mean, any platformer can lend itself to a Vania style, yeah. like a Metroidvania style yeah. game. I mean, Earthworm Jim already kind of is It sort of is, but it's, lin- it's linear. It is linear. It's linear, yeah. which doesn't, which makes it dissimilar from, yeah. like, a Metroidvania. Uh, Ricky says, I'd be happy if a Resident Evil character became playable in Smash Brothers. Ooh, what? Which one would you pick, though? Ooh, that's a good question. Nemesis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a gun user. Yay. Oh, boy. Better than another damn fire emblem. Fair character. enough. Yep. Uh, yeah, better than a sword user. Yep. I'll give you that. Uh, Jeremy says, Ellie from Last of Us and Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. They don't need no more escorts. Okay. El- okay, first of all, we, and we were it's funny, we were just talking we about were. this. Neither Ellie or Elizabeth are annoying escort characters. No. They're, They're both fair. actually... Quite useful, absolutely. Them plus Atreus from God of War. Yeah, that's not, that's not escort. All right, last one. All right, our producer Chad says I'd love to merge two of my favorites: Dead by Daylight and Minecraft, where you have to build to escape the killer as the survivor. That's not. That's bad. actually pretty. That's smart. actually kind of fun. All right, listen, we're going to have to leave the discussion right there, but make sure you follow us over on social media so that you can make your voice heard on next week and every week's social media question. That's Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, and Checkpoint underscore XP on. On 
Instagram. And when you do, make sure you use the hashtag XP on air. That's going to do it for Checkpoint XP. For more info on the show, links to articles and the Checkpoint AFK podcast, as well as all of our podcasts, then head on over to CheckpointXP.com. Make note of when you're catching us on your local radio station like WXSM Tri-Cities Tennessee, as well as ESPN Phoenix 620. And remember to come back next week for more video game news and discussion. Checkpoint XP is a production of Beasley Esports XP. I want to thank my crew, lead segment producing by Norris Howard, producing and booking help from Chad Callahan, the uh, head of Good Opinions Department this week, Weird Beard. Finally. And, uh, of course, uh, my co-hosts, Robbie Landis and Norris Howard. Mm, My name's A. Bender. Keep listening.